Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Thank you very much, Sean. Cam Stewart here, Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm with my buddy, Long Island Rage, George Kurtz. We're going over talking. We did our mock NFL draft with Kyler Murray, seeing where he's going, possible places. Hey, we talk about Oakland with all their draft picks. Cincinnati, uh, you never know what the bungles are going to do, but both of us also thinking Miami Dolphins. George, how you doing, buddy? Uh, actually, just going through the board, we got uh, more games and more gambling to get to as well as this part of the show. Uh, we got some NHL hockey at uh, 1 o'clock. We got college basketball all day, Daytona 500. Maybe Gabe will give us a pick there and a whole lot more when he joins us. But how you doing there, George? You know, I'm doing good, Cam. I'm doing well. You know, let me tell you a little strange thing about me, uh, which you might find intriguing or not. Uh, pretty much might show you the, the nature of my existence. Each year after the Super Bowl is over, uh, when, if the Cowboys aren't in it, which of course they haven't been for a long, long time, I tend to, during my, uh, my downtime, I watch old Cowboy games. I have about 30 I or like 40 it. of them. Yeah, I'm watching one right now from the uh, it's a Dallas Philadelphia random Monday night game. Uh, it's it'll be a Dallas Cowboy win. I don't have any Cowboy losses. I'm not a masochist, uh, but it's uh, I just watch random Cowboy games. Yeah, I say I have about thirty or forty from the '90s when they were great. Uh, I've also had like the history of the Cowboys. I can watch the their Super Bowl wins in the '70s, uh, the game against Minnesota, the helmet where the Hail Mary uh, term came from, uh, that game and a few others there. Uh, the great game against Washington in '79. This is this is what I do. I say it's my downtime. I'm not really doing anything this weekend. I'll be watching a whole bunch of uh, these Cowboy games while having hockey on the other two TVs. Yeah, see, that's what you do, George. You just uh, re- relive the glory. That's the thing. I remember that Den- Denver Seattle Super Bowl, like. People are, oh, Cam, it's the worst game ever. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? That was one of the best days of my life. Like, I, I was so happy. Like, I'll never forget. I was working at a bar. Me and one other guy, like a Steve Largen jersey, are partying. Everybody had, you know, Manning Bronco jerseys. They go home angry. It's like, thank you, thank you. At least I get one good thing in my life there, George. I know you, as an Islander fan, you're, you you got to see the, the glory days of, of the past. But it's so, uh, it's so special when you get it because you never know when it's going to come back. That's the thing. So, yeah, I don't mind watching things you know 10 20 times why not gotta have some happiness <laughs> you're right and it puts you in the mood as well by the way you know uh, i'm watching it feels like it's a regular uh, monday night game to me so i watch this see, see my Troy Aikman, emmett smith and michael irvin so uh it's all good that's it to me i i enjoy it i've been doing it forever it's just my normal routine as soon as the super bowl ends because there's no other football i know we have the aaf but there's no other football you know it's february it's too early for baseball. You know, March will be the same thing. So I watch some extra football games, and it makes me a happy guy. 
No, I, I like it too. I was just going to give everybody an update because it's been uh, pretty crazy. I know a lot of people, we play the golf DFS, uh, very, very popular in the, in the betting. So right now, um, the weather at, uh, at, at the course Riviera in California getting a little bit better. Some guys are finishing up their second rounds right now. Guys are going to go out for the third round, so they're almost caught up. They're almost caught up. The cut line is even. Tiger Woods making the cut by one stroke. He's one under par right now. Popular pick, Justin Thomas, 11 under. He leads after smooth 65 adam scott 11 under those are the leaders right now so tiger woods 10 off the pace but a great golf tournament finally it looks like the weather's starting to clear george so uh maybe i can get some credits in my account because they can't credit you unless they finish the rounds i'm waiting for some monies to get in so i can put some monies on some early hockey games yeah, we do have three early hockey games today, two at 1 and one at 3 Eastern time. Uh, so there will be some afternoon hockey, which I kind of enjoy. It's always like it's like watching an afternoon baseball game during the week. That's right? the oh, yeah, it's a game on. Awesome. That's the thing about doing the show. When baseball season starts, it's going to be nice on the weekend, uh, George, because we can go through all the games, and it's cool. You know, we get the, probably a lot of those 1 o'clock starts, and sometimes Cincinnati, 12.35, and right when the show's going on, you know, we get the DFS lineup. We can get some bets during the day. It makes things a hell of a lot easier when there's things, hey, hey we're a DFS and betting station. People want to know what's going on, so it's going to be nice when they're absolutely packed. We're kind of at a, uh, not a real downtime. There's still things going on, but ramping up to March Madness and baseball right around the corner. I guess uh, down the line, too, we can do some, uh, you're a baseball guru, maybe we can do a a mock draft or something like that with our uh, fantasy baseball teams. I know you go into a lot of leagues. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy my baseball. I, uh, as far as watching, I, I enjoy watching football more than anything. You know, uh, baseball, yeah. uh, hockey are next. Uh, I play hockey more than anything else. Do uh, some golf as well. Uh, I'm not a great golfer, but I can certainly hold my... I won't embarrass myself on the course. How about that? But... Uh, and so baseball sort of falls in between both. You know, I, I enjoy watching baseball. I watch a lot. Of, Lord knows I watch a lot of baseball. But uh, football is definitely, it's just, there's nothing like a football Sunday. There's just nothing like it. You know, for, for me anyway, you, know, you wake up around 8, 9 o'clock. Assuming there's no England game. You, know, you start doing your work. You get all the, uh, your players, all your lineups and stuff like that. All the news and notes. And then you just watch games all, all day and day. I love it. Uh, when I got married, you know, I told my wife, I don't drink alcohol. You know, I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't go to bars generally, but I watch the games. You know, as long as you're okay with that, uh, I'll, I'll I'll be home, and I never take out I never take anything out on my wife or kids. You know, if the Cowboys win, lose, I lose a better whatever it is. I don't. You know, it's not their fault. You know, they'll never know. You know, unless they specifically ask uh, anything. It's just the way I, I've been. And my wife, my wife used to say when we first got married that she hated that I used to yell at the TV. Which I don't really do anymore because, you know, you can't let a whole bunch of four-letter words go when you have kids around. But uh, she also said, well, but he's home. You know, he's always home, always around, so uh, can get things done there. So, and I, I said, I don't yell at the TV anymore. At least not as much. I used to feel, I used to have one of those dolls. Do you ever have one of those dolls, that, that referee doll where you can rip it, its head off and its arms off and its legs off and throw it at the TV? I used to have those. Those, those were fun. I used to, yeah, Georgia. I don't like that, not to be proud of it. I used to, like, you know, break a glass or a plate or something like that when things were really bad. I lost a lot of money on a game. I've, uh, I've smoked converters into a wall before, and then I thought about it afterwards. Going, wow. um, yeah, now i now I got to go buy polyfilla. I got to get sandpaper. I got to fill this hole. Uh, I got to replace this. Uh, you know, like, you know, I know guys that have smashed TVs, which is idiotic. Now you have to buy another TV. So, no, I'd rather just lose once, not twice or thrice or any of that stuff. But I've really calmed down my anger. It's crazy. Like, after that Super Bowl, I know when I was in New York doing the show with you, like, me 10 years ago, I could have been absolutely livid. I'm kind of like, 
I got some really bad beats in that game. But you know what? You, as you get older, you realize, man, if you're going to be in the game for a long time, you can't flip out. You can't go nuts, like yell about every stupid little thing that happens. Just, yeah, you're going to get angry for a bit. Let's move on. You know what I mean? Let's get through it. We're grown men now. We're not children. I don't want to, like, you know, smash up my house when uh, something doesn't go my way. Wah, wah. It's kind of stupid. But I've done dumb things in the past to learn my lesson. And, uh, yeah, basically when, I'm, when, I, when I need money, I don't want to spend money buying more things that I've wrecked because I'm upset. That makes me more of an idiot. I don't think I've ever broken anything. I don't think that I can remember. I did launch a golf club into the uh, into trees, and that didn't come down. I've done that before. So, uh, yeah, yeah and, and I, I didn't mean to lose it. I was, you know, it was a bad shot. I think it was a par three that I uh, I hooked badly, and I wasn't very happy about it. And that golf club, well, you know, it didn't come down from that tree. Yeah, so I that was disappointing. I snapped a putter over my leg once, but it was it's kind of like an old zebra putter anyway. Like I had a, I had two putters, but the thing was just I just let just ever all day, and then one day I just kind of like you know like just took it like a baseball player and smashed, which is really stupid because next thing you know, if I don't break it properly, I could have titanium hanging out of my leg, which would be uh, yeah. Then I'd be in the hospital. That'd be real good. It probably cost more than a set of pings to get the titanium out of my leg. You know, I I, have, I go golf with a friend of mine, and he's an he's an angry golfer. Yeah. I uh, and his wife bought him a an expensive driver. I mean, this thing had to cost. I forget what he told me. Like, it was like seven hundred and fifty dollars for this driver, which is crazy because he's not that good a golfer to by be having a seven hundred and fifty dollar driver. And uh, so we're playing. I think on the third hole, he was so frustrated because he's a big guy. You know, he's like 6'2", 250, and he he slices everything over onto the next hole. Yeah, everything's always on the other hole. You know, he's got to hit it over trees, and he did it for the, like the third time in a row, and he was about to take this driver, this $750 driver, and snap it over his knee. And my brother and I had to stop him because I was like, oh, what are you nuts? Hey, give it to me. You know what? I'll take You can have my drive. I'll take the $750 drive. I'll see what I can do with it. You know, and, and he didn't. He didn't snap. But he was, I, I swear, he was about to snap this thing in half. And it was uh, funny, but uh, we, we saved him uh, some cash that day. Yeah, you're, you're a good man there, George. Yeah, I didn't tell you what happened last night. I actually had some really good picks. Uh, I had Boston minus one and a half in hockey. It won. Uh, we had the over in the Devils game. But I didn't tell you. I, I just checked my account today because I knew we were doing the show, so I didn't really stay up to, too late. I watched uh, uh, some some NBA and some other stuff like that, the All-Star festivities, and kind of like conked out. But I look at my account, I go, it looks like it's like 100 and something short there. Do you do you see that Devil's Wild game last night? I had Minnesota in a parlay to cap it off with the over and, and Boston and Carolina. They pissed away a 4-1 to lead and lost in overtime last night. Yeah, and Bruce Boudreaux thinks these guys are making the playoffs. Are you kidding me? What a shit show. That was a brutal loss by the Wild to New Jersey, too. They were uh, Wild were minus 260. I'm like, yeah, I'll just throw it in the parlay like a stooge. Good move. Uh, listen, I lost on him as well. You know, I put a, uh, a unit or two on, on that game. And, uh, you know, it's funny. When I was paying attention to the game, it was 4-1. Then I saw 4-2. Like, yeah, no yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Still yeah. not worried. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about what Boudreaux said, for those who, uh, who don't know, uh, apparently ownership has told the GM it's okay to play for next season and give away assets and rebuild the team. And then Boudreaux, the coach, came out and said, oh, we're still making the playoffs this year. Which is interesting. It seems like they're not on the same page they're here. Not, because they're I think not. Making, they're, they're not obviously going they're not. anywhere. They're not going anywhere. But the thing is this. You know, they might get, uh, I guess you could call it the best of both worlds, Cam. Because if you look at who's behind them, 
Uh, they still might make the playoffs even if they do trade away players. There's not, they're not trading away their best players. No one's taking Suter or Paris. They're not taking those contracts. That's not happening. And they don't have a hell of a lot else to give away. Stahl, yeah, Stahl okay, nice player. A, Stahl also, too. Like he, he had a career year last year. It's not the same this year. And you see his list like of all the people, like the no-trade things. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like There's not a lot of guys in Minnesota. The, a blue, couple blue liners, but like all their... All their star players are kind of aging players. Parise's a little bit older. Stahl's older. You know what I mean? And uh, they're not going to give away guys like Granlund. It's like, it's not happening. They're the young players that are good. So, yeah, Minnesota's a weird team from that perspective. Is I don't think they have a lot to offer. You know what I mean? Other teams, and they think they can get too much for these guys, and teams aren't going to overpay for, for a, guy, a guy like Stahl. Well, they hurt themselves with, with the Suter and Parisi deals. They're getting ma- those are massive contracts for, for players that aren't anywhere and don't live up anywhere near to those contracts. I mean, they're, they're not. They're nice players, but they're not superstars. Uh, and they really never were. Parisi maybe for a year or two, but he's been, you know, Mr. Injured ever since. So that's been a problem for them. I mean, you traded, I, listen, I know Nieder, Niederreiter is not great, but you traded him for nobody. You just that's gave him thing. away. Actually, he's playing very well for Carolina. He's not that bad. Like, when I looked at that team, like, those were the guys. Like, Grandland, I, I like it. But Niederreiter is a guy you don't give up. No, that, that move shocked me, too. I'm like, who's running the show here? Like, you have all these older guys, and you give away Niederreiter, a guy that could really turn it around. And you said it. Carolina, i got to give them a lot of credit. Like, you look at the play, ter, ter, Tivu Teravainen, the Tura Teravainen. They got uh, Niederreiter now. Uh, you know, about Ajo. Uh, very, very interesting team. Like, the thing that I find fascinating with them is, you know, they win that game against Edmonton. Go and get a goaltender. Like, Curtis McElhaney was the Leafs' third-string goaltender. Nice guy and all, but you can't win with McElhaney and Mazarek. It's not It's not happening. And Dar- Darling's, uh, he's got problems. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're Carolina, just go out and get, you pay for the goaltender. Because I actually would think they're a sleeper team if they can do something, George. I think they're very good. Like, I look at the forwards on their team, and then you look at the back end, ex-Islander, like, what, what's Calvin DeHaan? Like, a sixth defenseman on that team? So, Pesky's good. Um, Justin Falk is a very good offensive defenseman. Like, I look at that team and go, there's a lot of really nice parts there in Carolina. Don't piss it away. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Carolina isn't uh, there. They're going in the right direction, which is what we like to see, right? We like to see teams going in the right direction, and they are. I don't, they're not a Stanley Cup contender. Of course not. They're not there with Tampa Bay yet, or you know, the Washington Pittsburgh teams, but they're, in the, they're going in the right direction. They do need a goaltender. The problem is they have three on their, on their roster. Right? Well, uh, Darling's in the, AH, uh, in the NHL right now. Actually, I think he's, he, he's away from the team on a personal leave. Yeah. Uh, but you got Mrazek, you got McElhenney, and you got Darling, and these guys are probably all... At best, good backups, you know, yeah. really good backups, guys. But not, not you don't have your starter there. That that's very true. And I can I always equate goaltending in the NHL to a quarterback in football. You can't win without it, not consistently. You know, it's it's so tough. You look at the the great teams. I mean, you need goaltending. You just need goaltending there. And I agree, they they don't have it. You know, McElhenney, he's like I said, nice. Uh, Marazic, nice. He's a backup. Marazic, yeah. He is. He's, he failed twice last year. Right? Failed with Detroit. He had uh, attitude problems there. Came over to Philadelphia. That didn't work out well. He's been better this year with Carolina, but still, he has his issues there. And Darling, it's just that was an obvious over overpay in free agency before last season. So they, they need a goaltender, but I don't think they're going to go out and get one at the deadline. I don't because I think uh, it'd be difficult unless they trade. Uh, 
trade away one of their goalies in, in return, sort of what we saw Philadelphia and Edmonton do yesterday. Right? Cam Talbot went from Edmonton to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia gave him Stolars. Edmonton saves $3.4 million in cap space. Uh, Talbot maybe a better goaltender, a good solid backup, and he's very close to Hart. And I think that's what they're hoping for, that he can sort of help mentor Hart, who's been a, a godsend since coming to Philadelphia. He has been, and, and, and it's actually, I kind of like, you know what, I think Edmonton's done some really dumb things, but I, I really like what they're doing. You said it, they saved money. Cam Talbot needed a, a change of scenery. He has been a good goaltender in the past. I think it's a good move for them, now you, for Philadelphia. Now you have, uh, you know, Hart and Talbot, Stol- and Stolars, that's good for Edmonton too, but I don't understand why the hell they signed Koskin into that deal, but now you have like a young tender there. I think both teams are going to be very, very happy with that deal. And uh, Phil Housley coming out, uh, I just see this report there coming out. I was just looking over the news, uh, called his team soft last night. I'll tell you, I was watching the Sabres game with my tenant, Joe. His kid's actually a really good hockey player. Uh, uh, his little nephew's like a AAA traveling player and stuff like that. He's good. He goes to tournaments all over North America. We were watching that game just uh, looking at Buffalo saying that was a pathetic performance at home. And I got to hand it to the Rangers as a dog. But Housley's right. Like The Sabres have some good guys on that team, but man. Man, they got a, they got a lot of problems. Like I thought they were a lot better than that, George. They, they looked awful last night against the Rangers. You don't know what you don't know what you're going to get game in and That's game out. Thing, which man. once again for those kind of teams is not a surprise. They beat the Islanders the other night. Granted, the Islanders really didn't play very well, yeah, but still, you beat a, a good team. Did. Islanders didn't show up and that then, game. They just they. they by the way, an, another trade just happened. Uh, was it? It's just a minor trade, but the Oilers have also made another deal. They get Sam Gagne from the Canucks in exchange for Ryan Spooner. There, once again, it's a, it's a trade of bottom twelve, uh, bottom six forwards. There, not a huge deal there, but the Oilers. Uh, I mean, they make some moves here. Yeah, they have to. That that's a team that makes no sense. A uh, little culture change going on there in Edmonton. Yeah, Sam Gagne back with the Oilers. Yeah, I think he's been there before. Like what they give away for him, right? unbelievable. But hey, these guys are trying to make it work. Me and George Kurtz, it's a weekend fantasy update, guys. Uh, we'll go through the boards and all the sports there. Maybe I'll get a hockey lineup together, too, and some picks. Stick around, everybody. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Prince. See, this is Brizzy. What the hell? You got? You're depressing me, Prince. Anyway, welcome back. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz here. Yeah, I love you, buddy. Don't worry about it. Sean Angle, tickling the ivories, keeping us on air. And uh, me and George just going over uh, some issues of the day, a couple minor trades in hockey. We went over uh, the NFL, Kyler Murray sweepstakes, where we think he's going to go, and uh, lots of afternoon sports action on the docket for DFS and gambling purposes there, George. Uh, let's go through, uh, I guess, the board right now for the early games. I'm going to put some put some bets in. I know these games, what do they kick off, uh, tip off at uh, 1 o'clock at hockey, a lot of 1 o'clock action there in the NHL. So we're going to go take a look at the odds right now. And uh, I'll tell you, at the first game, after that Minnesota game with New Jersey last night, you know, and getting away from uh, – 
putting dogs in my team a lot more and trying to parlay favorites. I think I'm going to take a shot with a big pooch today. Philadelphia, I know they've been playing better. They were really good to us last week against, uh, who were they playing? Oh, yeah, Anaheim before the coaching move. Isn't that funny, uh, too, George? First game back, they win one to nothing too, uh, against Vancouver. Uh, that, 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 that was short-lived as they lose 3 to nothing last night. But I don't like to lay 85, 90 cents. And i got to tell you something about Detroit. They're not a great hockey team, but they really battle. They rarely get blown out. And to get them at, like, plus 170 right now seems like a hell of a lot. I might take a shot with the Red Wings at 105 today against the Flyers. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know, I think the same thing. The Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings. Red Wings. Red Wings. I have a photo all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Detroit yeah. Red Wings. Uh, this is, I, I understand they're not a great team. They're not. But they're, they're playing. They're trying. Yeah, we also heard uh, earlier this week that uh, as far as Jimmy Howard being dealt from the Red Wings, that Detroit, you know, they won a lot for him. But I think what we're hearing is they want to, comp- they want to continue competing this year. They're not giving up. So, uh, that, and that's good for betting purposes because we need to know that. Because there are teams that you do want to pick on that are giving up that the players are already looking forward to golf season. Okay, Detroit Red Wings, yeah. though, are not one of those teams. So I like the way they've been playing. Uh, Philadelphia, it's hard for me to go against Philadelphia. They've been hot. I mentioned earlier, ever since they called up Hart, uh, it's amazing what a goaltender can do for you in the in the NHL. When you feel you have a goaltender, a strong goaltender behind you, you just feel like a better team, a different team, a stronger team. You feel you can make mistakes, and it won't be the end of you as a defenseman. You know, oh, a guy get around me, no problem, hard will stop him. You just play differently. If you feel your goaltender is a sieve, you worry about everything. Oh my God, every well, shot go in. it's going to trickle. That's in. Buffalo. It last is Buffalo night too. It's been their problem. I'm telling you, um, and I don't want to pick on Buffalo, but. I've watched, you know, me and you watch a lot of games, more, more so probably than the average person, like every game, every night, and I'm really dissecting it. Allmark is horrible, and it's not just the defense. Like, I watched him play that Rangers game. He didn't know where the puck was for the whole game. He fought it. Every time he made a save, he's looking up. The puck's loose between it. Like, guys had to come back. Like, the Rangers could have scored, like, 10 goals in that game. I don't know what the hell is going on. I know it's not always the goalie's fault, but I look at him. Carter Hutton is not you know, significantly great, but he's a, like, to me, he's a lot more confident between the pipes. I think Linus Allmark stinks. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think he sucks, George. Like, that Buffalo goaltending situation, it blows, and I think he's the bigger of the problem, even more so than Hutton. Okay, so we can cross off Cam Stewart Stewart. on Allmark's Christmas card. (laughs) Okay. I I, I think I'm being fair, actually. Like, he's bad. Like, I watched that, like, George, he had no confidence there. Like, I've seen goalies before. Like, it was hard to watch. Like, he was he was oh, no, I, position I on every puck. He didn't know where the puck was. He fought off easy saves. He's giving out rebounds and things that he should easily glove. Like, I looked at G- Gagoriev. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. George, I call him Georgiev, Gagoriev, or whatever. Man, that guy stood on his head last night for the Rangers. And I got to tell you, like, I even noticed, I'm like, this team is interesting. They got a lot of young guys on the team. They hustle their asses off. Like, the Rangers are a nice little pooch. They try hard. Like, I love teams that aren't as talented, but they work their asses off, and I'd put them in that category. As for Buffalo, with all the, you know, snipers and stuff they have in their team, Eichel and Skinner and everything, their back end blows. No, I agree with you. Uh, say it again. If you don't have a goaltender, you don't have a team. You just don't. You don't see too many, uh, you don't see too many good teams in hockey that don't have solid goaltending. And Buffalo doesn't have it. Uh, doesn't have it. You know, they need it. They tried with Hutton, which is... Uh, 
I don't know. I thought it was a questionable. I always worry, yeah. uh, Cam, when you see, you see these backups get these high-dollar uh, contracts. In the, uh, in the Good point. Because, yeah. because you, don't know, you don't, don't know how they're going to play over a long season, over a 60, 65 games. That's the only way a, a starter will start. You saw him in 25 games. You know, he's playing once every 10 days, you know, once every eight, nine days, back-to-back situations. So you're always worried about that. Sometimes it works out. You know, but a lot of times it doesn't here. And for Buffalo, it seems like, yeah, they're going to need to worry about goaltending once again in the future. And I'll, I'll keep saying it. If you don't have a goaltender, you're just not going to win consistently in the NHL. So I agree with you there. Uh, it's a shame. You, know, you got uh, Skinner. Who, that's another decision Buffalo needs to make. They have to sign him by the 25th. That's when the NHL trade deadline is. You know, they're probably not going to the playoffs. Probably. I mean, they're, they're in the mix for that, uh, eight, that final wild card spot. But they're probably not going. And you need to find out about Skinner. Skinner's a good player. If you can sign him, great. Very good you know, player. He'd be, right. Very he's good fine. With, he'd be very good with, uh, with Jack Eichel. But if you can't, if he's going to walk, then he needs to be moved. Oh, yeah. That, Buffalo better tie, tie him up because Eichel can't do it himself. You look at Reinhardt, Ristolainen, and other guys. Like, No, they need Skinner. Like Eichel cannot be the only guy in the team. Like Without Skinner... And looking at that team, that's a tr- that's that, we talk about a team that's inconsistent. That's going to get a hell of a lot worse. Like you go out, you you have to you have to find a way to keep Skinner, George. He's that good. He's that much of a sniper. Like you can't you can't have a team in today's modern world with just like one super, superstar and think that you can get it done. Like you take a look at the Leafs. You got you got Matthews. You got Marner. You got uh, Tavares. Like you know what I mean? Like the only team that's actually doing it with with, with a bunch of like better than average players is the Islanders with Barzell or whatever, because they got a bunch of wicked, wicked grinders on their team, guys who work their asses off, better, uh, different players every time. Hell, Cal Clutterbuck, sometimes you look, oh, what a game for Clutterbuck. You know, the guy's like $3,800 on DraftKings. Like, that's the thing. Like, not to, not not many teams are like the Islanders where you can have guys every different night. There's somebody who steps up. You need consistency. Without Skinner, the Sabres are done. Yeah, I, like I said, uh, I think from what I hear, he does what he likes it there, so I think they can get a deal worked out, but... Like I said, you can't do what the Islanders did with Tavares last year and assume he'll sign in the offseason. If you can't get him signed by the 25th, I think you have to trade him. It'll be a good market for him. You'll yeah. get, you'll get oh, good, uh, good prospects. You'll with get a lot backs. for him. Right. So I think, I think they have to move him if they can't sign him. So uh, it'll be a tough choice for Buffalo because, you know, as far as the playoffs are concerned for the Sabres, like I said, they're sort of – I mean, they're on that bubble. You know, their division is interesting because I don't know if I trust Montreal. You know, Montreal could fall off. It wouldn't shock me. And I wonder what Boston's going to do. First off, you know, the Pasternak injury, he had surgery earlier this week on his thumb. They say it's two weeks. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. There's no, no way yeah. he returns yeah. in two weeks. That's complete you're right. bull. Because look at um, they, they, they had other injuries with guys with hand injuries, like even with uh, Freddie Van Fleet. When you look at the NBA, every time they say two weeks with something like that, a thumb or a hand, it's five. That's the way I look at it. Two is five. Two is four. Yeah. Two is five. It's I was thinking four, two but weeks. five. I think it comes down to this, and I don't blame Boston for lying because you know they don't want to be held up at the at the trade uh, deadline. You know, oh, well, you know, that past like now, now we want, you know, six number one picks for this guy. Because you have no choice here. And Boston was already in uh, trade hell because they they have to have a second line player. You know, that top line went, went healthy. Pasternak, Marshawn, Bergeron. Yeah, it's one of the best in the NHL. It's fantastic. But then your other nine forwards suck. I mean, they need it. 
it's someone on up. that second line. That's the thing. Like it looks good now because you have a, you, you have an injured player. Now all of a sudden it's like like you see guys stepping up right now. Like in, in the other win, it's not going to happen. Like David Krejci can't continue to do this time after time after time after time. Like you're gonna you're gonna need him. Like right now they they're playing a good team game. And sure, you beat Anaheim. It's going to be a hell of a lot different when you have to deal with Pittsburgh, Washington, and 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 the likes of those teams. You know you know what I'm saying, George? Like it right now you can you can only uh, deal with that for a bit. Like they're making it look good, but it's it's more of a problem than you than you think. And I still think they're a team that has to be buyers because in the East now with Toronto, even like you know Pittsburgh will always be there. Philadelphia, hey hell, look at Washington now. Now that Holtby's got a little bit of rest and stuff, he's starting to really play again. And as you said, it goaltender they change everything. You got a team with confidence that you know they have a hangover. They won the Stanley Cup and now Holtby's playing better. Watch out for the Caps as well. There's too many teams. Boston needs to get better because I. I don't think they're strong enough to get by all those teams. I, I agree. Certainly, last year they got Rick Nash at the deadline to give him help on that second line, uh, and they'll certainly need it again this year. I think they have players for Panarin. You know, I think they'll make moves for him. <laughs> Maybe Stone on Ottawa. That wouldn't shock me either. That's another thing. Boston. Other teams were talking about Stone today. I saw. I saw a story. And man, he is so underrated. Like he's just one of those guys that uh, who was talking about Stone. I think there was a couple teams that were very Golden Knights. Uh, have been these are all reports obviously you know we talk about George you do updates I do updates and it's funny how many damn reports we see but the Golden Knights definitely need something Stone is a Stone's a monster and the Winnipeg Jets losing to Colorado last game they went out last year and got Stastny uh, adding a guy like Stone could put them over the top too I think that's a uh, interesting stuff the both teams Golden Knights and Jets reported to being very very interested in Stone and I'd put Boston on that list too. I agree. I mean, uh, this is why, once again, we go back to Buffalo. If they're not going to sign Skinner, trade him because they'll be a strong market. I mean, if let's say if Skinner was available, he's probably the second guy after Panarin, after Breadman. He was the uh, he's the guy to put as the second guy you want. I like Stone a lot, but I I would I prefer Skinner here. So there'd be a huge market for him. There's going to be more teams interested in buying. There's going to be players out there to buy as far as good players, game changers. So uh, that's why I think Boston's in a tough. Uh, Boston Buffalo's in a tough spot here. They're in tenth place in the Eastern Conference, which means you know they need to get a, they need to jump ahead of two teams. All right, I can see you doing it ahead of Carolina, but then who's falling off? Pittsburgh. You know, Columbus, okay, if Columbus trades Panarin and or Bobrovsky, okay, maybe they fall off here. But then you're going to need some help here about other teams falling off here. That's why Buffalo's in a top spot. But people always forget this when we go, uh, oh, you know, they're in, they're in 11th place. So they're, they're four points out of playoff spot. Yeah, but you've got to climb over so many other teams. That's and as you thing. always bring up, the NHL point system is so idiotic where you get a point for a loss. If you lose in overtime, it's hard to climb over these teams. Yeah, well, that's what they that's what they like it. The parody keeps asses in seats, except for uh, in Florida. Did you see that story? Uh, Hudobin is like, what? What is this? An exhibition game? Like, I watched that Dallas game. I remember I had money on Dallas that night. They, the night they beat Florida three nothing. Like, I was looking at the seats, George. It, it's pathetic. Like, I get Gary wants to have all these things, you know, Florida, Arizona. It's working in Tampa Bay because they're winner, winning. But this whole geographic nonsense, it's a bunch of BS. Like. That team, it's a, it's funny because they're not even the worst team in the league either. But like I'm telling you, that arena was a ghost town. I've seen more people in a game for like yeah, you know, a rec re, uh, rec league hockey game that you ref 
than uh, at a Florida Panther game. That, it was pathetic, George. Pathetic. Yeah, I I didn't see the game, but I saw the reports uh, that you're talking about as well. And uh, listen, Florida's one of the more disappointing teams. I thought they were going to be a really good team. You know, they added Hoffman this year. The offense should be there Hoffman's when you look awesome. at the Florida Panthers, right? And uh, now you wonder if they're going to trade him. Or there have even been some reports that Huberto, more of an off-season trade than an in-season trade, but that he could be moved as well. Really, for Florida, it hasn't worked <laughs> since they fired uh, well, Gallant. Uh, and that idiotic thing they uh, they did with him. Yeah, then he goes uh, to Vegas and, and they go to the Stanley Cup final and they're an inaugural year. Yeah, good, good. That's stuff, the ultimate guys. fu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such a good. I mean, point. Uh, so <laughs> to change, I said, I, Florida's been my. Uh, I keep picking them to make the playoffs every year, and they keep disappointing me. Uh, it's, it's like I'm just about done now, which means next next year I'm sure they'll be great. Yeah, it's like me and the Cleveland Browns, George. As I say, like I told Rancy before, I, oh, yeah, Cleveland. And right when they start, like, you know what I mean? They start to, I'm always like a daily dollar short, pick a team like one year too early, and then they do the damage. So the Red Wings and Flyers, guys, will go over the board here, 105, and to get some bets in before the top of the hour. As we mentioned, Philadelphia on my bookie. Minus 225 money line, plus 175 for the Wings. Uh, Flyers on the puck line, minus 1.5, plus 140. Red Wings, plus 1.5, only uh, 65. Actually, you can even take them on the plus 1.5 there if you want to uh, not screw around with the empty netter. Total 6. Do you have an opinion of the total in that game, uh, George? We used to go over on these Flyer games in the afternoon, but with Carter Hart, who really knows? Uh, Six. They they think there's going to be points, uh, some goals in this game, but I don't know if I feel confident. I'm more about the wings right now, plus 175. Any thoughts on sides or total? Uh, I agree with you about the plus 175. I'm not touching this game. I think it's going to be a close game here. Uh, so I'm not touching it all around here. But if, if I had to, it would be the plus 175. I think Detroit's going to keep this close. I think they're a better team than people are giving them credit for. Uh, I do like the Flyers to win the game, though. So 3-2 somewhere around there does sound about right. But I'm not going to touch this game. Next game uh, going off at uh, 105, three games earlier, uh, Calgary Flames had them the other night. They lost in a shootout at Florida when you were talking about uh, Pittsburgh Penguins at home laying 30 cents. Pittsburgh minus 130, Calgary plus 110, Pittsburgh on the puck line minus one and a half plus 175, uh, Flames plus one and a half minus 210, over under George, six and a half in this game, 40 cents to the over you get. If you like the under six and a half, you're getting 20 cents at plus 120. I got to be honest with you, this might be uh, Cam's rabies patrol. Uh, I'm the dog catcher, George. I think I'm going to go outside and round up some pooches. First, uh, the Red Wings, a, a big mutt and more more of a cocker spaniel-sized pooch with uh, the Flames. Small little doggy at plus 110, but I think uh, eventually this team, they've been really struggling lately, but I think it's uh, they, they're going to show up against Pittsburgh today. What do you think? Tough game, though. You just never know what you're going to get. And with uh, these goaltenders in Calgary, it's so hard to trust. Uh, Riddich has been or bad. Riddich. Yeah, Riddich has been <clears> right He was hot for a while, but, man, he's really struggling now, like even more so than Smith. Right, so I, I oh, this, this, this is another game I'm not touching all around. I think it could easily be a six-four game. It wouldn't shock me if there's uh, goals up the wazoo here, or it could easily be with you know seven-one because hey, you know Riddich or Mike Smith. I haven't checked to see which one's starting, and then I will do that shortly. Uh, where they just both lay eggs. Yeah, it just wouldn't shock me at all here. Uh, so I would, I like Maybe the over. Games. I do like. Maybe the over. That's now. where I would think that, man, six and a half is tough. You're relying on a 4-3 game. He's Matt Murray. Once again, I assume he's starting over to Smith today. Yeah. He would have to play not so well as uh, also, which wouldn't shock me. I think these are two high-flying offenses. Yeah, there's a reason why the over-under is that high. So, uh, yeah, I said, once again, I'm, there's a game I'm not touching. I've looked at it earlier. I just can't uh, – 
can't see something that I really like yet, but the over-under is where I would go here, and I would take the over. I think go, once again, it's an afternoon game. They uh, probably didn't have a morning skate, so I think that sort of lends itself to a uh, little bit more goals being scored here. Plus, Ole Monta's out for Pittsburgh. I think they'll be searching for a defenseman at the deadline here, and Scalvey already gives up goals here. So I'm on board here. It is Matt Murray versus Mike Smith. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I lean with you. I'm gonna, so so far, Red Wings plus one seventy five will be on my card. Calgary plus one ten. George, I'm gonna ride your wave with the over six and a half, and uh, I'm gonna put a parlay together too. But this game individually, next game at three oh five before we get to the seven oh five slate. St. Louis minus one twenty five at Colorado. Colorado Avalanche plus one oh five. Uh, puck line Avalanche plus one and a half minus two fifty. St. Louis minus one and a half plus two hundred. I'm on the Blues, man. They went into Arizona and got it done. I can't stop riding these guys right now. If Bennington starts, I'm on St. Louis. I only have to lay 20, 25 cents. The Blues, they, they're not singing the Blues, George. They're happy right now because uh, this team has found something and they're riding it out hard. Yeah, and that's something they found is Jordan Bennington. Okay, that's what they found there. Uh, what He's been fantastic. You know, Cam, all right, all right. before Bennington got called up, they were last in the Western Conference. Now, they are third place in their division. They're, they're the team that nobody wants to play. They've got games in hand on everybody here. Absolutely agree. I'm going with St. Louis. Me and Kurtz agree. We'll break down the rest of the board. I'll give you a PGA update, some hot DFS clicks. Stick around. It's Weekend Fantasy Update with me, Cam Stewart, and George Kurtz. More sports info and betting after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. Giving you some information. Hopefully giving you uh, winners in our bets. We're just going over uh, the NHL card. Early games. A couple at uh, 1 o'clock. A game at 3 o'clock. We'll uh, go through the board. Give you some NCAA scores too right now. Oklahoma 26-25 over TCU. 3:31 in the first half. We got Michigan 25, Maryland 13, 353 to go in the first. North Carolina smoking Wake Forest right now, 42 17, 358 in the first half there. First half, Duquesne 43, George Washington 37, 446 left in the first half. Clemson and Louisville in a tight one. Clemson up 20 to 17. We got 43 seconds left in the first half there in Southern Illinois, taking down Indiana State 34 to 19. Auburn and Vanderbilt tied at 20, 318 left. In the first, so George, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I guess uh, with the baseball, when you're, when are your drafts, and when do you uh, start to go? And I know we talked about for football, we're in three or four leagues, but when do things get heated up right now? When do you get together with everybody, and when does the money get exchanged? 
You know, it's funny in my uh, my home league. Uh, now I'm not the commissioner. Uh, my brother is, uh, but it's, this league's been going on since ninety ninety one, something like that. Uh, we actually don't exchange it until the draft. Uh, that's when everybody from last year one got paid, and people who owed money for last year pay. And then we just do that at the draft every year. That where the winners get paid, losers pay up. Uh, that's just the way it is. That's the way we like to do it. So uh, that's when. I finished second last year, so I don't have to pay. I'll, uh, I'll have some dinero coming to me, which is always a good thing there. Nice. As far as my drafts, I prefer – I'm one of those guys, Cam. I prefer my draft to be as close to the opening of the regular season as possible. You know, so uh, I don't – I think it's March 28th offhand is when uh, opening day is. So if my draft's on the 27th, that's great. You know, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Cam, this is not a joke. I know I make a lot of sarcastic comments, but the, one of the hardest things I'll do all year – in leagues I commission, is setting up a draft date. Trying to get 11 other people, or however many people you have in your oh, draft, yeah. to agree it, on a It's a, a nightmare. It's a nightmare for football, too. Around. The thing is, like you, around the long weekend, season starts, and yeah, for me, it's kind of different. I, I have it with different, like, two of my drafts are very business-like with people who are kind of acquaintances, and it's easier with my friends because we just have, like, uh, the new thing we started to do is either have a golf day and then have dinner afterwards or just I have everybody over at my little town home and, you know, we just order food and stuff like that and just make a day of it, have some beers, everyone takes an Uber, stuff like that, because a lot of these guys got kids now. It's, it's great. It's the only way we see each other. A lot of people live out of town a couple hours away and you make kind of a they make a weekend of it, see everybody that they haven't seen in a while, then get to go back to the family. But uh yeah, it's just it's hard to it's hard to nail it down, man. When you're older, it's very people got different lives and stuff. Very very difficult. I hate it. It's like these guys oh. didn't know what what we have a draft coming up. Yeah, it's August, guys. NFL season starting in, a, in two weeks. We have a draft coming. I mean, come on. Every they use every excuse. No, I got to rearrange my underwear drawer. No, I'm folding socks that day. Uh, it's like oh my. You know, it just it's the one of the hardest things I uh, I'll have to do. You know, I gotta get, I gotta get a little calendar and I gotta cross. Okay, this guy can't do it for this reason, and you pray after you're done with the level that there's one day. And when you know, when these guys and then they'll complain, oh, why are we having our draft four weeks before the regular season starts? Well, because you guys couldn't agree on anything. I don't care. All right, in most leagues, I, I will have drafted. You know, in football, I, I've done drafts in June and July. So if we're doing it in the first week in August, I don't care. I've already drafted. You know, baseball, if I have to have it next week, I don't care. I'll be prepared for it. Uh, I understand it's what we do, and I get it. But uh, it's it's frustrating. Setting, setting up a draft date is really, really frustrating. It is. Hey, George, I know we talked about baseball this week, and just shocking. It's it's funny. The the NBA stole, you know, the NFL's fire during Super Bowl week with all the stories and the trades, you know, the Anthony Davis news and stuff like that. Then yesterday, the Colin Kaepernick, Eric, Eric Reed settlement during NBA All-Star weekend. It was kind of like, hey, you guys are going to punch us while well, we're going to punch you back, trying to steal each other's thunder. But just more bad, other than Severino, a four-year, $40 million deal with the Yankees. That's good year a Yankees fan. I, I'm just absolutely shocked, you know. What do we have here? Jared DeGrom's uh, Cy Young trophies missing letters. There's a chunk of wood missing. Nobody's getting signed. Players are pissed off. Uh, Trevor Bauer talking about his arbitration, character assassination. I'm only signing one-year deals. The players, uh, Scherzer calling the system broken. I got to tell you something, buddy, and you're a huge baseball guy. This is bad, man. Like, we might be heading for some very, very, very bad times in baseball because uh, nobody's signing. It's, it's absolutely shocking at this point right now with pitchers and catchers reporting. Like, nothing's been done. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's Kaepernick, there was it's obviously scary now, don't you think? Like, with this Harper, Machado, yeah. and other than Severino, like, what the hell's going on here, George? Well, in football, 
We know it was collusion, right? That was obvious. That's why they paid out. In baseball, yep. it's the same thing. You're going to tell me yep. all 30 of these owners, are just, it's just a coincidence they're all not paying? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, really, come on. We uh, Obviously, there's collusion going on here. Whether or not the players can ever prove it or not, I don't know. I don't think there's any coincidence here that this has happened. You know, I know Donald Fear left the Players Union, what, four or five years ago, maybe longer than that. But, you know, Tony Clark didn't really do a great job in the last CBA. And I think they're taking advantage of him again. You know, I think they don't think the union's all that strong right now, at least not as strong as it was in the past. Man, Fear is now the NHLPA uh, guy. Yeah, and I think that's what's going on here. They're, you know, we, we see this in all walks of business, right? If, if someone feels they can get away with something, they're going to try and get away with it. I think that's what, what's going on here, here with the owners. You know, I, do I think some of this is market correction? I do. Where, uh, some, I think of the, some of with, it. Some of it. Some of it, not all. You know, but with the sabermetrics and all these analytics going on now, I think teams start to realize, you, know, you give out a 10-year deal here. You know, the last three, four years of that deal, it's, it's hogwash. You know, look at Albert Pujols. You know, Robinson Cano is going to have issues. So stuff like that, you can't give out these deals. You know, it, it, back then it was justified. Well, you're really paying for the first six years. We understand the last four is going to be crap. You know, uh, but we'll, we'll pay for it for the first six years. But now when you get these astronomical numbers, you know, where it's going to be 300, 400 million, I think teams are backing off some. I also think, listen, it was a bad, bad timing for some of these guys. You know, as far as Harper and Machado, Yankees really don't have a need. Red Sox don't have a need. Dodgers don't have a need. The, you know, the Cubs are already tapped out and they really don't have a need at those positions either. Uh, Detroit uh, Tigers, who used to spend a lot of money, they've already said they're not spending until 22, which brings you to the next thing. A third of these teams can go into the offseason market every year knowing, hey, no, we want to lose. We're not paying for anybody. I know Verlander made an argument the other day, well, even if you are rebuilding, you know, wouldn't it be nice to sign Machado and, uh, yeah, the first two, three years you may eat it, but the next seven, you know, it'll be good for him. It's an interesting argument, but no team's going to spend, you know, $300 million on a player they know the first two, three years doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, it's just not going to happen. So I think a lot of these I fact it's collided in the market. But, uh, you know, if you want to try and convince me this is there's not some collusion going on here, good luck to you. Yeah, there obviously is because it's to a point. And I think the pl- the players smell it, obviously, too. They're pissed off. It's not just that. Like, Trevor Bauer, it's an, interest- it's an interesting point. So, so far with arbitration, all these guys are winning uh, their arbitration cases. So far, six of nine. So arbitration is winning, but it's... It's interesting. The thing that he brought up, and we got a caller on the line, George, but just to finish this thought, Trevor Bauer brought up a good point. He's like, listen, man, I'm a good enough guy. I'm going to just get a bunch of one-year deals, try to maximize it for the, re- for the rest of my uh, career. I know that doesn't work for everybody, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense Like when you're thinking about it because nobody wants to sign into these crazy long-term deals, right? Like one two oh, no, deals maybe right. seem the way be the way to go. Like, hey, if I believe in myself, I'm gonna bet on myself and I'm gonna say, Hey, I can maximize this instead of whatever and every year I could just work it out. If I continue to overachieve, I'll make myself a fortune. Anyway, that's if you that's truly do believe about. in yourself, a one year deal is the way to go yes, because over yes. the course of it you'll you'll make more money than anything else, even mm-hmm. a ten year deal. By far you'll make the most money. The problem is as we all know, especially for a pitcher, one pitch and your career is done. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, uh, we, we got a caller there, George. We opened up the phone lines. Thanks, Prince. We appreciate it. We got uh, Kevin from Missouri on the line. Hey, Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Up. How you guys doing? Uh, me and George Kurtz. How you guys doing? Kevin, are you there, buddy? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, buddy. What's happening, Kevin? What's on your mind? Oh, um, so I'm looking at the college baseball rankings, and um, Arkansas, if I recall, they were in the College World Series last year, right? And uh, 
you know, they have them ranked number 16. What, shouldn't they be at least ranked number two or at least or something coming off, you know, co- going to the College World Series? Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I we do, I know a little bit about the College World Series, and uh, good good point. Uh, we brought on Gamblu and uh, another guy on Reddit Rage. We talk about it, but no, that that the SEC is really really strong, and for a team to go that far, obviously, I don't know what's happened with guys who are going on to the next level, but that seems a little bit. I would consider them a top ten team year after year. They're always competing. Exactly. Flor- Florida's very good. If you look at teams in the in the Pac-12, uh, the Oregon State Beavers are, are uh, a team in college baseball that does well, but. Uh, yeah, I know what we'll do. I know me and Gabe and George will go over this stuff. Uh, we love betting on baseball, but I'll talk to him and Gamblu and uh, take a look at my sports books with some odds. But that seems a little bit high. So if you want to, you know, maybe make, make, maybe make a little bit of a bet and be in a hedge situation if these guys continue to win, if they're ranked that deep, that seems a little bit deep. I think all SEC teams are a little bit better than their indication. Yes, and I agree. It's just the thing I don't get, you know, is Arkansas, they don't get a lot of respect from, you know, the media and stuff like that. You know, we get trash talk too much and stuff, but here's the deal. You know, Arkansas was in it last year. They were a badass team, and, you know, they bet everybody's better look out because they're going to come back this year, and they're going to take that trophy and come back home to Fayetteville, and they're going to raise it high, and we're going to be calling Woo Pig Suey all the way. Hey. So I want to let you guys know, you know, go Hogs, and, you know, hopefully they can get this win today, and hopefully we can, you know, prove to the whole nation that we're, you know, we're, we're the team to beat. So, you know. That's what I wanted to get out to you all today. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate the call, buddy. And uh, know what it is, uh, George? It's funny. Like, when you look at SEC football, it's true. Like, the Arkansas Razorbacks are one of those schools. Like, they're they're a big school in the SEC. They don't really get respect. And uh, I know Missouri had some... Uh, some problems with uh, with some of their sports teams and stuff. It always seems to be Alabama, Florida, Alabama, Florida. But man, that conference is absolutely stacked. George, we got to get you into the college uh, baseball. I know you know the MLB tells you how hardcore our network is. These guys are already talking about college baseball rankings and lines. Hardcore. Yeah, and look at and look at Andrew Benatendi. You know, in Boston, yeah, he's from Arkansas. It's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm going to go know what I'll do there. I was going to tell you, uh, Kevin, I'm going to go look at the odds, and then you come listen to the shows on the weekend with me and George, 11 to 2 on Saturdays and Sundays, and then with me and Morency, Red Heat and Rage, and we'll be talking college baseball. Our buddy Gamblu is a big college NCAA gambler. I'll throw some thoughts over his way and see what we got, see if we, if we can find some value on the college baseball board. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Have a great day, buddy. Hey, thank you, guys, and move pig suey, everyone. Yeah, big suey. I can really, I can go for some. Uh, yeah. I think I got some pork chops in the fridge. Got to doctor them up there, George. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Uh, pork always chop hungry there. during the show. Uh, me too. That's what I was saying. I, I live on. I take a page out of your book, Kurtz. I have like a couple. I, I you're not a coffee guy like me, but I've already had a couple of coffees, and uh, I just cracked into an ice cold Pepsi that's in the fridge. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's all liquids right now. I can't wait to. Uh, you know, I'm going to crisp up those uh, pork chops and uh, hopefully uh, just watch some hockey this afternoon and some other sports, some golf, and get some bets in. Enjoy my Saturday after the show, there, buddy. But interesting, it tells you about our station. How diverse and how hardcore the people are already talking about college NCAA baseball rankings. And I remember we were betting on it last year. You can find some real value there because some schools are just underpriced because of the size. But, you know, you can make money betting on anything, George. That's the beauty of the board, right? We do hockey. I do golf, hockey, everything else. You know, we got the Daytona 500 today. Our callers, uh, these guys don't screw around. No, it's great. It's great that it's diverse. You never know what you're going to get here, as far as uh, you know, it could be college, pro, and people with rankings get all upset. You know, I said, I, I get it. Sometimes true. I, 
And there's really no reason to. I mean, it's just no, it's pro- actually, pro- it, totally it's good. a good thing, though. Like, if I have a team that I think is a, a top 10 team and they're ranked 16th, that's good for me. Because if I'm looking at the sports book, I'm probably going to get, you know, maybe four points or six points of value, too. Like, if you like a team at 20, you might get them at, you know, 25, 28, something like that when you're looking at futures, too. I almost want my teams not to be respected. You know, it, it's right. great. It, like, it, in football especially, like, I remember... The other way, when the Raiders came out with that eight and a half wins total, I literally almost went to the bank and took out a loan. And I don't have very many regrets from the football <laughs> season, George, but honestly, when that line came out at eight and a half and eventually went to eight, there's no way the Oakland Raiders were going to win eight games last year. Like, I don't care in any situation. It's just you don't get great gifts very often, but that was a gift, buddy. That was an absolute gift. You know, you're right. I mean, it's all things we look to take advantage of before, uh, you know, before the bookies uh, really, I guess, know what's going on here. And they make more accurate lines. That's why sometimes in the NFL season, it's easier to win money earlier in the season than it is later. Once they have an accurate, uh, you know, they have an accurate idea of what's going on here before the season starts. Everyone's just I don't want to say guessing. I don't think that's uh, that's well, but we're. We're taking educated lines where we don't know for sure yet until we see the teams actually play. That's why I rarely get upset seeing one of my teams rank lower than what I think they should be or anything like that. And you're right. For betting purposes, it's a good thing. It actually helps you out. Once again, it's, it's something you, it's, it is a place you have to take advantage of when you see these lines before the games actually start. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm also going to be putting in some future. I, I was just going over some futures in baseball right now on my bookie. Atlanta Braves, 14 to 1. Uh, Red Sox six to one, Cubs eleven to one, Indians fourteen to one. I really don't like that too much. Rockies eighteen to one. No, Astros six to one, Dodgers seven, Yankees six, uh, Phillies twelve. Interesting. I know you were pretty high in the Phillies. I still don't think that's enough. Cardinals fourteen, Nationals seventeen. Anything that you uh, like there, George? Uh, obviously, going to be the usual suspects again in baseball. I think when it comes to baseball, the National League is where the the fun is. We know in the American League, Yankees, yeah. Boston, Cleveland, Houston, all likely to make the same, playoffs. So same, you can make an thing. argument, right? The other 11 teams are battling for one playoff spot in the American League. The National League is going to be fun. I mean, the, the National League East should be a bear. The Mets, Braves, Phillies, and Nationals, even the Central, Cardinals, Cubs, uh, Brewers battling. In the West, not so much. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, maybe the Rockies. But uh, I said the rest of it, it should be a lot of fun in the National League, more than the American League. Uh, listen, we don't know what's going on here. You and I discussed last week. Uh, as far as over on the win total, I did put money on, on the Phillies. I found the 83 and a half it was because I really believe the Phillies are going to sign either Machado or Harper. And somebody else, Keichel, Kimbrell, uh, comes to mind here. But I, I know they're signing one of them. Be shocked if they didn't. So uh, I like that win total. I think it's, once again, if you wait until after, that win total is going to go up to 85, 86. And that's going to be a problem for yeah. me. As for this World Series, winning it all, listen, I'm a Yankee fan. They're a good team. Uh, I'll put some money there, though I, I really hate betting on my own teams. I always feel like maybe uh, emotions are getting in the way of clear thought. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was actually. I, I. The problem is in the American League. I'm always looking for like a major, major value play. I saw the Twins at seventy to one, but you know they're good. But it doesn't matter how good they can do in, in that division, even if they can compete with Cleveland. Getting by Boston and the Yankees, that's not happening. You just want to be able to be put in a hedge situation. That's kind of the key. Well, George, I put in my I put in my bets, buddy. I'm on Detroit plus one seventy five, Detroit plus one and a half, Calgary plus one ten, and Calgary over six and a half. More bets, more sports talk with my buddy George Kurtz. Weekend fantasy update. We'll be right back.